Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hey, hey, it's going to be a great day. Kurt Morrison here, episode 308 of Maximize Your Influence. Got some great stuff on mindset, influence, persuasion, weird new study about the Apple's new iPhone, and we're here to learn to lead better, sell better, think better, be better. Everything you want is on the other side of persuasion and influence. I know we should have learned in school, but we're learning now because it'll impact every aspect of your life. So just an update, I got back from a seminar that I attended. I noticed it had been maybe three, four years before I attended the seminars. I love seminars. I used to go to seminars all the time. They're a big part of my success. And it's been a while, so I went to Southern California and went to a seminar, and it was awesome. I got my bucket filled, learned some great things, met some good people, felt some good synergy, had some great motivation and great energy. And not only that, just the... The synergy, the energy in the room, their ideas to your ideas, and you get more great ideas. You should be attending seminars, what, two, three times a year or more? I got to get that back on my list. It felt good, and it was just good just to absorb. I didn't have to stress about teaching the thing. I was just there to learn. Loved it, and recommend you do the same. So let's kick it off with my friend Homer. Don't, don't, don't. For my newbies, that would be Homer Simpson for the blunder of the week, the mistake that people make, and this week it's me. I probably make more blunders than anything else, but I'm good at recognizing the blunder and fixing it, and that's the key. You make a mistake, you learn from it, you move on. That's how we learn. The fear of making mistakes is what's going to hold you back because we learn a lot more from our mistakes sometimes than our successes. So I'm standing in line for this seminar I was just talking about. And I was looking at my materials, and I probably had a little RBF on. That's a resting angry brat face for those who want the clean version. And it was morning, probably not a morning person. And there was this long line. I'm not a line person either. And we were waiting. The line was moving slow, hardly at all. But there were thousands of people. And this guy with a big smile comes walking up, lots of energy, says, Hey, how's it going? And I blurted out, oh, this line is long, it's taken forever. And he looked at me and cocked his head a little bit. And he says, isn't that great? The people here are the best. And they completely turned his back to me and talked to the other person on the other side of the line. The whole time, for the next, what, 15, 20 minutes, trying to get in, get a seat, didn't even acknowledge me, wouldn't even talk to me. <laughs> Ouch. I don't know if this is because I'm older, maybe I'm getting a little more negative, I'm not seeing the positive like I used to. But hello, nobody likes a negative, pessimistic person in the morning or ever. And I was that person. I became that person. What's going on with me? I could have smiled. I could have said something nice. I could have found out where they were from. I lost a friend, maybe a customer, maybe a joint venture partner. I don't know because of how I started off. Mood matters. Your intro matters. Optimism matters. Hey, I... Don't know if that was a one-time thing or something I need to work on, but it's on my radar. Don't be that person. Don't be me. Let's fix this thing 
Because sometimes we knee-jerk to our Aunt Ednas in our life that are always negative, pessimistic, sucking the life out of people. Do not be that person that's negative. I mean, you can be too optimistic. We've talked about that. But don't start off that way. Unless, maybe, if they're super negative, you might want to start a little negative and slowly build them up. Would be the only reason... Or unless you're in management and need a lot of fear and everyone's getting fired, if they don't fix it, maybe. But be very careful with those tools. Time for the geeky scholarly article. This one's from Business Insider. Of course, that link will be on MaximizeYourInfluence.com. This is crazy. The cameras on the new Apple iPhone 11 is triggering tripophobia. You're like, Kurt, what's tripophobia? It's amazing. As you talk to people, they see this picture, and it makes them a little tense, a little uneasy. And a lot of people on the internet are not happy about this. Now, let me back up a little bit. My research shows that up to 95% of influence involves a subconscious trigger, a feeling. And it could be anything from a color to a smell to an image to a gesture, to a tone of voice, to word choice. We've talked about this many times. And sometimes we don't know why we're uneasy. We just don't like it. We won't do it. We just say no. We want to run. And that's what's happening with a lot of people with this new iPhone. Now, some of you are so loyal, you probably didn't feel it. You're going to get it no matter what. And that's okay. But let's talk about this. This is amazing. So, tripophobia. It's the fear of clustered holes. Who knew? And all those holes trigger this tripophobia. And it affects, get this, 15% of the population. This was a 2013 study. And as soon as the iPhone was revealed, all these tweets came in, which made people tense. And they didn't like it. They weren't sure why. Now, the people with trypophobia knew, but I don't think that many people know unless you really dig deep. And this is gaining some serious traction. In fact, in this article, there was a warning. When they had pictures of the iPhone, it says, the images below may be triggering for people with trypophobia. Right? You got to always... CYA and cover your rear end there. (laughs) And that's what they did. Even things like the honeycomb from bees or a place with a lot of holes. Let me back up here. So Jeff Cole and Arnold Wilkins, they did research on this 15% thing. That 15% have this trypophobia. They think it's just built into our psyche to warn us of dangers in nature. Here's what's interesting. It's 18% females, 11% males become visually upset after looking at images of clustered holes or bumps. So this also includes bumps. And they said, maybe not truly a fear, it's more of a disgust, an uneasy feeling, or maybe an overgeneralization to the reaction of something that's possibly contaminating or poisonous. So if you have this trypophobia, you're physically affected by seeing images or clusters of holes. It could even be the bubbles that form, you know, on the surface of a cup of coffee that could trigger this uneasiness. In fact, one of the comments to this article was, I really can't face small, irregularly, or asymmetrically placed holes. They make me, like, grow up in my mouth, cry a little bit, and shake all over deeply. That might be a little extreme or some troll on the internet. I don't know, but isn't that interesting about this phobia? Can they go deeper in that it might be an evolutionary warning sign to protect us from things that might harm us, like poisonous animals that have these hole-clustered patterns? I think of the patterns maybe on a rattlesnake. I wonder if that would trigger it. Even the honeycomb and the beehive should probably trigger that. Yeah, you're going to get stung. This might not be a good idea. And they just said it might be part of the brain, that caveman brain telling us we're looking at a poisonous animal. And it says people with trypophobia 
run as far as possible from the holy looking things. That's the words they used. <laughs> we weren't quite sure why. Even when I looked at it before, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know if it had disgust or fear, but I did sense it was kind of weird to have all those holes in, on the back of a camera. Hey, so let me know. Contact me at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Do you have trypophobia? Or the contact us is also at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Let me know what you think. Kind of a wild thing. But I do want to reiterate, that subconscious trigger is real. To build trust, to sell, to influence, to lead. Sometimes we just don't know why we like the person, why we want to raise, why we're saying no. Deep down, we know we should say yes, but we're saying no. Those are all subconscious triggers. And it might be because they're iPhone 11 on the desk, triggering your trypophobia, making you feel uneasy. And even though you want to say yes, you say no. Just saying, put it out there, something to think about. Which brings us to some content and a listener email. Oh, boy. This is from Stu from Kansas. Kurt, thanks for the podcast and the tools in Influence University. I've been following you since your first book, Maximum Influence. Awesome. Thanks, Stu. Here's his question. When you made the jump from corporate and business, how did you stay balanced, motivated, and on target? I'm looking to take that jump, and I'm concerned that I won't have what it takes. Oh, come on, Stu. You've got what it takes. You're thinking about it. And I've always lived in both those worlds. I've been done a lot in the corporate world. I started there and then took the jump to the entrepreneurial training world. But of course, most of my world is training corporations and entrepreneurs. So my foot's always in both worlds. But I get it. Whether you're with a, a new startup in the corporate world or a fast growth business in the corporate world or being an entrepreneur, how do you get that achievement while staying aligned? Staying balanced. So let me give you a few pointers here that can help you out. I've done a lot of research in the self-persuasion side. I do call it life alignment. You know, I use the example, the metaphor of a, as a car. You know, you're driving around in first gear with the emergency brake on, wondering why you're not getting there and your wheel's not aligned, right? That, those are all challenges. There. Those are all separate issues, but wheels that aren't aligned. If your wheels aren't aligned in your car, you just can't pick up speed. You can't go fast. And that's true in your life. I'm talking about six different areas here that... If you're feeling like something's out of whack, something's not quite right, you're probably neglecting one of these areas in your life. Now, you don't have to spend equal time in each area, but you do need to spend time in each area each week. Just put it out there, just saying, just like a mutual fund that has a couple bad stocks, it affects the value of all the other mutual funds. And if you neglect one of these areas, it affects all other areas of your life. Put it out there, something to think about. And if you can do these things, Stu, it makes a huge difference. Because sometimes we're just spending all our time on the financial and the making money and being the successful, which is usually the majority of your time. But if you neglect these other areas, it gets you to the point to where you're just not performing at peak performance. You don't have the energy and motivation you normally have, and it can lead to burnout, which is usually because you've neglected one of these areas of your life. So get your notes out, or if you're driving, I'll post these notes at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Quick plug here for Influence University. You can get access to the archives for the podcast for free. There's also a 10-week free program there to get you jump-started and the advanced tools as part of the membership program there. But you can also pick up Maximum Influence for free, pick up a little shipping and handling, take your Persuasion IQ, or even register for a free life-changing coaching program. All right, Stu, let's do this. First one, top of the list, is financial. You know this. Because if you can't pay the bills... I know it's like to go to that mailbox with that pit in your stomach, ah, or opening up your email. 
I mean, if this affects relationships, this affects your health, it affects every aspect of your life. And this will be the majority of your time. There's no doubt about it. Your financial side, that's what you're working on. That's what you're focusing on, especially when you're being an entrepreneur and you make that jump because that first year jump is a lot harder than you think and you got to be ready mentally for that. So financial, huge one. Next one I'd recommend for anybody, corporate or entrepreneur, is intellectual. Your personal development program. Those that are learning and growing every day, it just changes everything. But those who don't learn and grow every day become very negative pessimistic. This is from a Harvard study. So not only are you smarter, you feel smarter. You are smarter. And every challenge you're going to face in business or as an entrepreneur, someone's already faced it, overcome it. As a seminar or book about it, there's something about learning and growing every day. It goes, it's a huge difference. So with your team or yourself, make sure you're listening to the podcast, you're reading the books, you have book of the month program with your group, your team, your mentors, whoever it is. It's a big part of your success because that information's out there you got to learn. But sometimes we get so focused on that specialty, the financial, what we're trying to grow, we forget to learn and grow every day too. I'm an avid reader. I'm an avid podcaster. And just you find, like I mentioned before, going to that seminar made such a huge difference. Next one on your list is spiritual. Every expert agrees we have a spiritual side to us. How we define it's different. I'm okay with that. But how do you define your spirituality? Now, for some, it's an organized religion. Some, it's going out to nature and listen to your inner voice. It's just going for a walk and being alone with your thoughts. Whatever it is, whatever works for you, you have to tap into that. Now, you're not going to spend as much time there probably than on the financial side, but you need to spend time every week, maybe every day on just a little time to be alone with your thoughts or one that'll work for anybody. Go out, serve other people, help other people. Realize you don't have it that bad could be a good source of spirituality. Something to think about. Are you neglecting that area? What is your area? As I go over these areas, what is your area you're neglecting? Is it this big one? Physical. When you don't feel well, it affects your finances and your relationships and your health. You need to have a health plan. You probably should be taking some nutritionals. You probably should be eating better. Hello? This is issue. Start to exercise. Kurt, I don't have time. No, exercise gives you more time. You live longer, you think better, you sleep less, you accomplish more. Uh, we're all guilty there. But hey, get out there, do something. Even if it's just a walk at lunchtime, do something. Take a walk, listen to a podcast. You can do two things at once, physical and intellectual. And financial, it helps you make more money. All in one hour. Oh, then there's the emotional. Who's controlling who? Are you controlling your emotions? Your emotions controlling you. Now, emotions can be addicting. I know that. But, you know, anger, resentment, fear, hatred can all destroy you. I mean, you're quick to anger, always depressed. I mean, these are things that you need to address. You can't just ignore them. They are real. But if those emotions are affecting all the other aspects of your life, affect your relationships, your finances, your spirituality, you got to address those. You can't just bury your emotions because they're going to come back. you got to deal with them and figure out how this is affecting your whole life. And final one there, Stu, is social. We are social creatures. You don't meet a lot of rich hermits. You take the worst criminal in prison, give them solitary confinement. They can only last a couple of days. We need relationships. And I know, hold on, time out, that your greatest sorrow and hurt comes from relationships, but your greatest joy and success come from relationships. Successful millionaires have more contacts. They know more people. They have more relationships. That's just how it is. So work on those relationships. 
Don't get stuck in your world so much that you're not interacting with a lot of people. That's why a lot of people can't be entrepreneurs and work at home because they need that interaction. They just go work at a coffee shop because they just need, it's not even interaction. There's just other people in the room. It's something that you need. So as an entrepreneur, careful that you're just not always stuck by yourself in one room, that you're interacting with other people. So Stu, those are the six areas, financial, intellectual, spiritual, physical, emotional, and social. Choose your weak link. That'll give you life alignment. That will continue to give you balance. And a few more I would add to that too. You need to make sure you have a specific goal. It's always helpful. Studies show that you write it down every day, that you visualize your success. Usually before you go to bed is a good time to kind of visualize your success as an entrepreneur. And here's a big one. Why don't you visualize your failures? What? Yeah, isn't that interesting that we need to visualize our failures? Now, hold on. Let me explain this. Kind of interesting research here. Let's take sports, for example. I'm a big football fan. If the quarterback was always visualizing in football, only the positive, only the victories, only the touchdowns, only the completions, then when that interception happens or they're losing by 20 points or something really bad happens or the fans boo, when those things happened, then all of a sudden it can be devastating for you, put you in a downward spiral, and you don't want to try anymore. Well, probably not true for an NFL quarterback, maybe for others, though. So it's also good to visualize maybe a few defeats. Oh, man, I threw an interception. But, you know, next time you visualize the coming back from behind, the completions. They don't have to visualize everything's perfect. So as an entrepreneur, maybe visualize someone that said no and it hurt your feelings and you analyzed it. And, oh, maybe you went back to that person and you changed your plan, changed your persuasion tools and actually persuaded them. That might be a good thing to visualize because it's always the Rosie, everybody loves me, I'm a millionaire, visualization, they're going to haul you away. That's insanity. Right? There's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be bumps in the road. Again, I want you to be optimistic and positive like I talked about earlier, but sometimes you got to visualize, you know, someone might say, no, what would I do in that situation? Or someone might say something mean and negative. How am I going to respond to that can be a good thing in that situation. And a good way to do that is, is list. If you've ever been through my motivational mastery, in fact, you can find that in the archives, is that keys to motivation is have different types of motivation. What, what's the desperation as an entrepreneur? Bankrupt, lose house, lose spouse. I mean, that's not the best motivator, but sometimes that's your only motivator. I prefer inspiration, right? Financial independence, I'm changing lives, I'm earning what I'm worth, whatever that is. And I'd have a combination of both to keep you on track. And one final note, too, is, is keep the score. you got to keep the score every day as far as the money in the bank, as far as your weight. Biggest indicator of losing weight, being healthier, is getting on that scale every day. I know it's not the funnest thing to do, but you need to know if you've gone up or down. And if you don't know, you don't care. It's not really a goal. So, Stu, great question. Really appreciate that. And of course, you get the free gold membership of Influence University because we used your email on the show. So everything you need and want, get more information at influenceuniversity.com. Appreciate you being here. Learn these skills. We talked a lot about self-persuasion today, but again, if you're not balanced, you're not aligned, nothing else is really going to matter. You're just going to just accomplish less and less and less. So good things to think about this week. Implement them, use them, work on that self-persuasion, be more motivated, be more aligned, and it'll just naturally happen. You'll be able to persuade with power. 